0: Hello Hello,
1: and welcome to another episode of Where's My Freaking Dressing Room, a podcast where we discuss the world of opera and what things are really like backstage. My name is Helen and I'm Alex and today we're going to get into perfectionism. Breakdown.
0: So my partner has had a lot of work abroad recently, and just before he moved abroad, uh, we moved clang. flat. Yeah, clang. No, not clang. Uh, sorry, I mean clang, clang. Um, yeah, we moved flat. So essentially, for the first month of being in this flat, I was alone, and I got really used to it, and I really started to enjoy my own space. Uh and I was also super busy and everything, so it was just like, okay, I can come home and there's just nothing else other than what I want to do, when when and how. And you know, everything is in exactly the same space as where I where I'd last put it as well. The flat yeah. is so tidy because I'd got a new Hoover and gone wild with it. It's so fun. Um and then my partner kept coming back. <laughs> God <laughs> live with what me people bastard. uh yeah I kept coming back for like the odd day the odd <laughs> weekend like a flurry and whirlwind of activity a flurry and whirlwind of stuff everywhere and it made me really angry really really Yay. mad and um I didn't take it out on him I did well not to well done me congratulations Uh, I get gold stars for that yes exactly um but it did mean that when he was away and I had time to myself I was like this is a mistake shouldn't be together we just got the place together uh and we shouldn't be together because I don't like this yes I know (laughs) so ridiculous um but I don't feel like that anymore so it's fine um I just got myself into a little twizzle (laughs)
1: Yeah. Uh, also, it's a massive adjustment. Adjust, yes. Oh, it's a massive adjustment.
0: Exactly. And I he's got to that. work on stuff as well. There we go. I said it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the moral of the story.
0: Yep. <laughs> okay, yeah. your turn.
1: Okay, now me. Mine is about being abroad. Swi- Switzerland is a, an unusual country, I would say. Partly because it's so small. Uh, so it means like any of its major cities compared to cities in the UK still feel like almost a town. Um And I would say, having spoken to lots of like expats that are here, a lot of the chat does kind of talk about how like Swiss people are quite insular and like they kind of are a unit and it's quite hard to break into that. And so I would say like having been out here for, you know, kind of 16 months now, um, I've learned lots. I've had a cool experience. It's been really interesting, Um, but I, I really miss home. Uh, I mean, it didn't happen every day. Of course it didn't. And I had some really rough times in London too. But like, often I would like leave the house and be like going somewhere and feeling good about it. And like, I'd have music playing and like, you know, there's that feeling of like, you're in the city, you're doing it, whatever it is, you're doing something. Um, But here, the world can feel really quite small. And I don't actually like that so much and so yeah like just feeling really homesick and kind of uh, particularly as we're coming you know towards the end of this time here I'm just like just keep keep going you're gonna get there it's only a few more months you know and um I'm proud of myself for sticking it out but yeah like every once in a while it just feels a lot harder than others. Breakdown of the week alrighty perfectionism we're gonna essentially f- from our end break down the pros of perfectionism why we think there's actually positives to having that as one of your quality traits the cons of perfectionism it's sometimes not all it's cracked up to be and we're gonna discuss a little bit about that and then we'll talk about perfectionism in relation to our industry and why does it plague our industry so much mm-hmm. let's get started yeah, 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 yeah
0: so Helen would you say you're a perfectionist
1: <laughs> yes uh, yes I think we both are yep Al and we're going to start with the pros yeah, of yeah. perfectionism mm-hmm. because I think we're it's great. fair to say <laughs> I think it's fair to say we're both perfect so uh, they're simple pros of perfectionism Um, there are lots of pros to perfectionism and probably the first the most obvious is that uh, I've literally written down stuff gets really good wow (laughs) perfectionism (laughs) because stuff does get really good you care about what it is that you're doing you spend a lot of time and energy on the thing that you're doing you are dedicated to honing that craft and as a result the output the product is something of a really high quality and I think that's not to be sniffed at in Mm -hmm. this world particularly in a world of you know it's all about content and content and having more and more and more of just anything. I think for me it means when I see something that's of incredibly like high quality, of high artistic worth, of something that's had so much thought and time put into it, um, at tends to make me like really emotional. Oh yeah. because I just think imagine the hours that person has spent training honing the craft developing this idea whatever the the thing is and then bringing it to an audience that's a really truly incredible thing and I have so much respect for the people that have have worked in such intense detail to make something that's of such high quality so I think that's a huge huge pro of you know perfectionism and of, and of wanting something to be the absolute possible best it can be mm-hmm. any other pros alex
0: well i think it's really really nice when you see a performance and it's not just perfect but it's like you're seeing a uh, a unique take on that song or work or whatever mm-hmm. it is because they've got so inside the work in terms of not just in terms of their singing technical aspects of it but they've read about the work they they're so inside the text and the poetry and they know every single possible meaning and sub meaning and subtext of everything and like everything is so wonderfully thought and planned out even to you know what they're wearing really enhances the performance and the way they're holding themselves and everything and it's like wow I'm part of something very special Mm. right now and i can't recreate this just by listening to a cd at home yeah um and i am witnessing something obviously the drive to perfectionism has informed this performance and made it absolutely wonderful and that that's what i live for really
1: yeah i'm the same that kind of feeling where like you're in a concert hall and you're like god i'm so lucky to be here in this moment witnessing this yeah yeah exactly i really understand that and i think I often feel incredibly uh, inspired by mm-hmm. people that we see who have such um, passion and commitment for whatever it is they're doing, whether it be, I don't know, sculpture, sport, singing, full stop, anybody that is striving to be the best that, that they can possibly be, to be the best, you know, that is is out there, I think is something that really you have to Dig into the depths of your reserves because, Lord, it's not an easy thing to to just be. We'll, we'll come to the cons in a second. So, mm-hmm. But it's not an easy thing to yeah, be a perfectionist. Exactly. Yeah. And as a result, when I see something and I think, goodness, that is so outstandingly good. I have such a, um, yeah, I, I feel incredibly lucky. I feel incredibly inspired. It makes me want to be better and do more because right. I think, wow, like if that person can do that. What can I do? Like, if I can put my talent and time into, you know, whatever field it may be, what what's what's the thing I can achieve or the thing I can I can do? And um, I I think there's there's really something about perfection that that incredible eye for detail. Yeah,
0: that's that, it. That
1: comes out of a lot of it that I I think is is yeah I do think it's special mm-hmm. um because not everybody has that that you know care
0: for the minutiae well I, and uh, you know yes it's a job so you know it's not it doesn't necessarily it, it shouldn't and doesn't necessarily have to be like totally all-consuming yeah. uh, a, a work of art or something but there was a time I remember I went to I was going to quite a lot of concerts or shows or whatever and I was like mm, yeah okay um I'm gonna I'm gonna have to take a step back now because a lot of these I haven't really sifted through very carefully what yeah. I'm seeing, I'm just seeing a lot and, you know, not all of it is like tippity tippity tibby top no. or what I want to see uh, and not like the level of perfectionism that I expect <laughs> in others. And I found it quite depressing, actually. And, yeah. the, you know, I, you said this already, like, we're so in a world where it's like, gotta get content out, content, content, content. And yes. it's like, I don't want to see someone do something bad. No, and I, I I really dislike that, mm-hmm. um, and I know that's my opinion of it being bad and whatever. Maybe whatever. I don't care. Um, yeah, but
1: it is your opinion, and you're you're like, you're entitled to have your opinion of a performance. That's fine. Exactly,
0: yeah. and so therefore, I uh, again. Well, we'll come onto the cons, but you know, I pushed mm. myself to to be the perfectionism, you know. Yeah, and... yeah,
1: I, don't, I really get that. Yeah,
0: and part of that, also what I really like is, you know, when you're doing research into a song or something, you get, if you're really... I know I just get quite anal about it like you know, oh, oh what's this oh my goodness this is taking me down this rabbit hole and then you read about their life and then so and so is in there so you click on that link as well yeah, and yeah it's yeah, great yeah. it opens a whole world it's so fun uh, yeah I
1: think yeah. I think the research element that you're kind of tapping into there the fact that it's not you know with these incredible performances it's never just kind of what you're seeing on the stage it is their hours of work that's gone into the product behind it not just the the practice of the instrument or the sport or whatever it's like you say the reading the things that are informing all of the elements of your decision making mm. um i love that yeah and i i know what you mean about like seeing a lot and um not necessarily loving mm. you, like mm-hmm. you know a lot of what you're seeing that that can have quite a yeah a negative feeling and and i, I can really relate to that and uh it's it's tough i think particularly yeah we'll get on with these bloody cons in a minute yeah, but uh, i think it is something where like we have these certain standards but that doesn't mean everybody has to have the standards we have and so sometimes i think walking in, into certain performances depending on where i am and what i'm doing. I'll try and put, like, some of my presuppositions, like, I'll leave them at the door. And I'm like, I'm literally just going to let whatever this is wash Mm -hmm, over me. mm -hmm. But it was the thing, like you say, we're all entitled to our opinions. So sometimes I'll go and see some music with with Jamie. And, you know, I don't know anything about what it is that I'm seeing. And I just think I'm just going to let it happen. And I'll form some opinions. And we can talk about it afterwards. Because I, I know what you mean about, like, you're wanting something quite specific and exacting but I mean 99% of the time it
0: It doesn't quite hit the mark no but also
1: you know it means what it means as we're saying as the pro that 1% of the time it hits the mark it is the most ecstatic feeling because you're just so over the moon and overwhelmed that this is happening and you're you're living it and enjoying it and breathing it like how incredible but obviously yeah, as we'll discuss now, you've got the converse there where it's ninety nine percent of the time it's it's not quite giving you exactly what it is you're looking for. Yeah,
0: exactly. This is a call for Helen Daniels to costuming. Once again, this is a call for Helen Daniels to costuming. So let's get into the yeah. yeah, a performance is real life. Like it cannot possibly be a hundred thousand million percent perfect, can it? No, something something could happen, whatever, which is beyond your control or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think w- I was just thinking about like what it is when I I go in and that I'm looking for, mm. and I I would have to say like what I was looking for at the age of nineteen, twenty in a console I'm very different now at the age of twenty nine. I'm I'm not so b- bothered to be honest if they make a mistake because okay. it's more like. The feeling, the emotion, the story, whatever that might be, as as long as, like, there's some level of communication that I can tap into, that's great. However, being so perfectionist, which I think we both are, it can mean that, like, yeah, we, we look to music with an astoundingly critical eye. And a critical eye is good in lots of cases mm. because... You can analyse and assess, and as we said, you know, you know, to have such um, an eye for detail can be a real asset in so so many situations. However, it can ruin the joy of live music being so perfectionist and it can ruin uh, one's appreciation for anything Mm, that you mm -hmm. know like especially because we're both so well versed in classical music it can really ruin our appreciation of classical music yeah absolutely because often we're going in and we're just like well you know uh, the strings you know it wasn't really like a very unified sound or like I didn't really like um, the pianist's speed speeds I I remember speeds it's such a tricky thing isn't Mm -hmm. it like you have these recordings of these pieces that you love more than anything. And then somebody comes in and does a completely different speed to what you expect. You know, just like, I, you hate it from the yeah. off. You're like, I don't want to be here. I hate it. It's terrible. And it's like, I mean, I, I've come expecting something, which I shouldn't really be doing. Mm-hmm. I should just be receiving it mm-hmm. as it happens. Yeah. And in kind of expecting those things, you kind of hamper your own experience of the event, I think. I don't
0: know. And also... You know, you you just said you wouldn't mind seeing a performance where there was a mistake. Imagine if you were the performer and you made a mistake, you'd be like, it was fucking shit. Yeah. Like, the worst performance of my life. Yeah. Uh, You know, it could have been like, I don't know, you slightly cracked on, I, I whatever. It I could really, be the most minuscule thing ever that no one would even know about or yeah. you missed a breath or whatever. Yeah. And for you or for, for, yeah, for us, for me, if I were to do that, I would obsess over that because it's like, oh, I worked so hard to iron that floor out. Yes. Uh, and I've ruined the whole performance now.
1: Yeah, yeah, I totally, I it leads to like that kind of second con that like in being perfectionist, one can be incredibly hard on themselves, like essentially too hard on themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that's really hard to deal with, especially in this industry where we're required to spend so much time on our own, honing our own craft. To find a way of talking to ourselves that is positive and encouraging and the right kind of coaching is really difficult. And often I think a lot of us are trained to just smash into ourselves oh yeah and and you're left with the time and the headspace to be like i'm shit aren't i and and again because you don't have this team or not necessarily i i know we've talked in the past about like having an artistic team but i mean in the kind of immediate sense of like coming out of the practice room and feeling really crap you don't have a team of six or seven people there you know, talking about recovery, talking about post-analysis, whatever. I'm just thinking of like tennis players, but um, it means yeah, the, the way we talk to ourselves can be in- incredibly savage, and in a way, because we've got this astounding eye for detail, we're unable to see the bigger picture. Yeah, of course. And we're unable to see the progress that we've made, or or the ideas that have come through from I don't know four, five, six weeks ago, and um, that's really detrimental to our our just our overall well. That's really detrimental to our overall well-being.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think, I think it a lot of it sort of stems from, obviously, as as singers, we're like pawns on the board, essentially, right? Mm. And it's the all the conductors and directors who have their opinions on the arias or something. So you're constantly you know, you may have sung the role of Dorabella twenty five times, mm. but every single conductor and director will have their opinion on it, mm-hmm. which is great, obviously. So you're constantly being told, uh, no, like this, no, yeah. like this, like not like that, like this, please, which is fine, obviously. And you want to adapt and to also bring your own personality to the role, but like ultimately, you're constantly being you're constantly being told no, or yeah. being told to change and yes. adapt. Which yeah, it's fine. Of course, it is. But but you wanna you, <laughs> you still say that with such yeah. A I know. It's fine. Like, it's fine. of course
1: it is. I hate yeah. it. Yeah. But
0: it means that you're 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 constantly being told no. Yeah. And your brain is just full of these negative.
1: Yeah, I thoughts. think particularly with like a perfectionist eye, that kind of being told to do it differently means the way you decided to do was it was wrong. wrong. And that's really black and white thinking. Which again, as we've said, can have a lot of pros because it means you know you're you're thinking in such a specific way on something you really really care about but in a in a different setting as you say when other people have their opinions and you have to take them in it can just feel like i'm wrong i'm not good enough yeah you know this isn't good why didn't i
0: think of that myself uh, yeah
1: yeah that's like a like a pet peeve i'm always like i should have predicted that and it's like how what you think you're going to predict every situation before it faces you yeah (laughs) i'm really trying to But um, yeah, it it can mean that that spiral is um, difficult, it's cruel. And, um, you know, there are a lot of stats about being a classical musician, being a musician in this industry. And, you know, they say a a lot of classical musicians experience mental health difficulties, periods of depression. And honestly, when I think about how we're trained and we'll talk about this in a bit to like come into this industry we're not really given a lot of like the necessary support tools in terms of handling self-talk handling uh you know the craft in all of its difficulties mm. actually right and um yeah I mean I'm I'm chasing over a point we're going to make later but it's like when you're when you're encouraged to be a perfectionist when you're encouraged to work to such detail you know we should also be encouraged to think about how it might work in in our detriment at times i think do you see what i'm saying you know it's it's like yes it's great to have all of this detail and precision and everything but don't forget to think about uh how how you're going to talk to yourself in the practice room like what's that going to look like and and you know when when you get into the rehearsal room the fact that you'll you will never sing in a performance exactly how you sang in a practice room and if that's what you're expecting of yourself you're setting yourself up for failure so you you know this perfectionism it's like i've done it here it's perfect it's perfect Mm. you lose that straight away when you're on stage and you're just sitting there being like oh my god it's awful it's absolutely awful it's terrible and like you know they don't know that they don't know at all the process you're going through and and you as the performer deserve the chance to enjoy what you're delivering so
0: yeah because what's the point otherwise ultimately but um yeah it's like the i for me you know the ideal scenario is that yes i'm affectionate in my practice and everything and i like beat myself up and all of that but then magically in the performance i'll be so free and like totally go with the flow how how is that ever supposed (laughs) to work out brain Mm -hmm. come on
1: yeah you're, it's like a permanent contradiction isn't it you're, yeah. you're like boxing yourself so tightly when you're rehearsing and then it's like freedom and artistic creativity at the concert and it's like where's that going to come from
0: but you know and that uh, you know for for the last dress rehearsals or something yeah. a conductor or director is often like you know just like play with it now yeah, play with yeah, it be yeah, bigger yeah, like yeah. take risks it's yeah. like <laughs> I've never <laughs> taken a risk in my <laughs> life <laughs>
1: <laughs> you think I'm gonna take a risk now? Yeah, yeah.
0: You fool. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I always love that moment. Yeah,
1: like, just free now. Just forget everything I told you. <laughs> no. Like, what did we just do for like the last four weeks? And now you want me to just do whatever I like? Oh, no I live for that. Yeah. Yeah. It was so so difficult. <laughs> ah, I'm changing. Okay, so we had some pros there of perfectionism. We've had some cons there, but we wanted to talk a little bit about perfectionism in our industry. In general, um, because I suppose we really feel in class in classical music, in particular, perfectionism is so rife. It it kind of rules over everything we do. The idea that like the notes must be correct, and we you know we must be loyal to the score yeah, and blah, blah blah blah. Whereas, say in pop music, you know you can uh, I'm just thinking some of the people I saw at Glastonbury, they were hell out of tune, <laughs> but. Uh, you know, everybody's there just loving life, and no one cares. And I watched it, and I thought, God, I, I could not cope
0: mm-hmm. if
1: I'd gone to that gig. And you know, I'd st- I'd stood there for hours waiting for that person, and they were just crap. But but like, what what is it? So why is it our industry that's so? pressuring on getting everything absolutely right you know yeah what do you think Al? What, what's kind of driving that
0: well i guess you know we were talking about this earlier and it's like how how do you train to become a classical musician mm-hmm. from the age of zero no from the age of four <laughs> five i suppose yeah. you know you start with like half an hour practice every day Oh, just, I'm talking about my fun childhood. Hey, everyone. You know, uh, and, you know, you, you slowly, if you're doing piano, whatever, clarinet, maybe some cute people here, yeah. Um, you know, you work steadily through the grading system, yes. either getting a past merit or distinction, obviously never getting past or merits, just distinctions, high distinctions. Thank you very much. Uh, and, you know, if you don't get and you need to keep attaining those high distinctions throughout yeah. these eight grades, and then yeah. after the eight grades, maybe there's a diploma that you do. And then if you want to take this into a career, you yeah. then go to conservatoire maybe do undergrad, postgrad, whatever. Yeah. I don't know, do something else. Wow, that's a lot of time oh, yeah. to be um, permanently examined and critiqued mm-hmm. on what you're doing. Absolutely. Uh, and for it to be, like, taken to bits and then reformed again. Yeah. To make it this, like, perfect, in inverted commas, ideal performance.
1: Yeah, I think particularly, like, as you say that when you're really young, and, you know, surely learning an instrument is just like for a bit of expression or or i don't know a hobby or or something you could you could try and i I think the grading system in particular on that you know i remember like reading the comments and it's like you know embouchure could be better or like uh tuning on blur you
0: got a merit didn't you you? Um,
1: (laughs) but you know what i mean like these these comments that you, Mm. you take at quite a young age and i was you know you're just like god i'm i'm you know just Giving it a go. Also, it's like, I'm doing a the grades because I was told to do the grades. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't like, oh, grade four for me. I, <laughs> you know, it was just like it's the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think about the school system and how the music was taught there. And yeah, it, it's not very um freeing.
0: Oh no, of course no. no, no I and mean, no, it's not no. very
1: encouraging of creativity. And as you know, you're saying they're about taking risks. It's like in our bloody creative practice, we are constantly boxed and encouraged to be boxed. So it's like, t- to then just be like, ah, just do me one. Like, you know, feel it. Oh, <laughs> you want to feel it now, do you? Oh, okay.
0: 25 years too late. No. Yeah,
1: exactly. And um yeah, like you say, when you're when you're at music college or anything, the, the critique is then, because obviously it's a higher level, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm, critique mm-hmm. is so intense. Mm-hmm. And um it, it can, again, be cruel. And so it's like, this this desire to want to please everybody. I, I, don't, I, I don't think that exists in all singers actually musicians whoever you are i I don't think that's everybody wanting to please the people that they're Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. working for but but there is this kind of like okay i've I've offered you something and within this context you know there's there's not going to be any chat about like the positives or there's not going to be an applause after i've i've done the performance you will sit down and you will tell me the things you didn't think were good enough yeah
0: yeah that's yeah (laughs) Uh, and so start with negatives
1: yeah and it's like within that context you don't want me to become a perfectionist and you don't want me to become too stiff okay
0: fun yeah
1: yeah exactly
0: yes it is very different isn't
1: it yeah and i think you know something else we mentioned before we recorded this episode was also the kind of legacy that surrounds classical music you know it's uh not just a case of of Writing some music, performing it, off we go. It, you know, it's these composers, these gods uh, of our craft, and you know the, the way they babble on about Mozart, like he's the greatest thing says oh, right. sliced bread, and
0: yeah. sliced bread's great,
1: yeah, isn't it? And, like, and you know, Beethoven, Wagner, blah blah blah, everybody. And so there is a a sense that one has to be um, doing them service, I guess. Yes. You know doing the music service and what do I mean when I say that honestly I'm not sure but like doing the music in the right way and making sure every you know uh marking on the score has been considered and thought about and yes there, there is absolutely value in that but it does encourage this um trait of perfectionism you know where you have put all this time and effort and thought and work into really wanting to make this thing special and as good as it possibly can be and lots can come out of that but but there's also uh like a, a, a not a danger uh, but there's also something about it where it's just like i, I swear music isn't meant that's to... not the point of it right yeah.
0: there was a I, it's uh, there was a review of uh i can't remember one of the shows and they were like the composer would have turned in his grave, like watching <laughs> this. I love it. Yeah, and it's like, but that's that. <sighs> Fine, but that's not that's not why why those decisions were made
1: yeah maybe it's not about yeah that exactly we're not
0: it's not like you've not only let yourself down you've let the composer down yeah yeah um, it's like no, no no but i'm we're they they were obviously trying to present this work in this way yes not yes. in order to like praise the name and the great gravestone Yeah, of... sometimes
1: to go against you yeah, know would not yeah. be fascinating be, yeah, yeah yeah but i think we're, we're so even like songs or librettos it's like you have the composer's intentions, then you have the poet's intentions. And then what are your intentions and why mm-hmm. have you Back decided? Yeah, yeah. And the 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 strictness with which you're kind of encouraged to, to yeah, make your artistic decisions. You know, there's, there's not a lot of room for freedom. And then you have these old times where like people, you know, you're being a production or whatever and it's like, improvise. Oh, you, okay, okay, we're just, we need some like improvised sounds to so just like improvise Now, like, if you're a person that just doesn't give a crap right? um, Sure, can make a few weird sounds But again, no. it's another thing where it's like We're not trained to improvise We're not trained to to just produce sound You know, it's the idea where you say to like your singer Like, just sing me a melody And it's oh, like, sorry? you just sing something you know You're like tingle, tingle, ah. Oh, wow but, yeah, oh, but it's I was like, getting
0: Omea Babina Cara okay. in my head But okay, yeah
1: But, but yeah, we're not really encouraged to, no to find freedom in that way. And, and, you know, actually, one of the good things I did think coming out of Trinity Laban was the encouragement of that freedom mm-hmm. and to try improvisation and to, to like do some pro- projects that were like, I just need you to make a melody or add nothing or make a poem out of nothing, whatever. And it is nerve wracking, but also it's good for you because yes. it pushes you yes. out of your comfort zone and it, and it just, you, you can't care. And, and surely that's a place that we kind of need to get to in a way. And, and kind of the, the final point I wanted to touch on here with perfectionism is, um, you know, ages ago in one of our episodes, we talked about flow mm-hmm. and how, uh, you know, there, there are books out there about, you know, when a person's in this kind of incredible space to perform that in this state of flow It's this psychological state where. You know, they're they're somewhat relaxed and yet their eye for detail and nuance is right at its absolute, you know, hyper best, partly because you're not too tense and Mm -hmm. stressed. Mm -hmm. Um, And often, you know, the, the great thing again about flow is that you're in the present moment. And to be in the present moment means you're not thinking about what's gone before yet in training as a classical musician in being a perfectionist you are constantly assessing backwards so you sing something and as you've sung it you're now going that was bad no the placement wasn't great or the tuning or the blah 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 and so you're not thinking forward and you're not thinking in the present moment and i still you know if anybody's got any hints and tips out there let us know but Mm. how do we deal with that how do we have this constant analytical side that works backwards when we're practicing preparing rehearsing how do we just switch into a completely different mindset and only work forward in a in a performance context
0: impossible can't be done
1: wonderful (laughs) and that's that goodbye
0: (laughs) no yeah i mean that's the dream isn't it yeah how can you achieve that
1: if anybody knows you know get in touch
0: please yeah
1: that'd be great <laughs>
0: please also uh, as a PS to this episode uh, we've made so 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 many notes to make sure that this episode is perfect <laughs> joking <laughs> this is all off the cuff <laughs> yeah we just,
1: we just riff yes. a couple of little riffs riff, riff, riff,
0: riff. <laughs> improv all cast all cast this is your five minute call repeat all cast all cast this is your five minute call
1: Well, thanks so much for listening, guys. As always, we'd love to hear from you. So please get in touch with your thoughts, comments and ideas on what you've heard. How can people get in touch with us, Alex?
0: I think maybe an email is nice. Uh, Our email address is wheresmyfreakingdressingroom at gmail.com. Of course, we also have our beautiful website. The address is www.wheresmyfreakingdressingroom.com.
1: We're also on social media. You can catch us on Instagram at dressingroompod.com facebook forward slash dressing room pod or twitter at dressing room po1
0: don't forget to like and subscribe and give us a beautiful five-star review
1: join us next week for the final episode in season three where we discuss the three things that we're fighting for in the future of the operatic industry
0: Bye. bye